uh, hey okay awesome sorry to everyone's eardrums who i just hurt right now i was having a, a really hard time getting my microphone to work and now i figured it out so here we are welcome back to another episode here on the perithian perspective i am your host emily and like always i am thrilled that you are joining me to be honest it's been a good little while since i've recorded an episode there's lots of reasons why one of the main ones was that I needed a new microphone clasp to hold the microphone behind the, um, like the microphone pop blocker thingy maneuver that sits in front of my face when I talk. Anywho, that's one of the many reasons. But also, I was just taking some time to really discern uh, a, l- a little bit about this podcast and where we're going and, and such. So now that I've had time to do that, I have a very exciting announcement to make, which. You guys are going to have to hang around to the end of the episode to hear, but without further ado, let's jump into today's episode, shall we? Let's let's just go. Let's let's do this. So for those of you that are new to the Promethean Perspective family, at the beginning of every episode, as of recently, we have been doing something I'm reading, something I'm praying with, something I am enjoying, and something I'm eating. There's a bit of an icebreaker to get into the episode, but there are also um, some tools that you can implement in your own life and just to live um, a fuller, more abundant life because it's always better to live from a place of abundance and to take advantage of the resources and the wonderful gifts that God gives us in this life. So the book that I'm reading right now is actually um, The Collected Works of St. Teresa of Avila. Um, and it's volume one. I know she has multiple writings and manuscripts and such of that nature, but I'm reading the volume one because I've read it many times before, but I was it was sitting on my shelf and I recently just finished all the books that I received for Christmas because I love books and so I got a lot of books and really really awesome books um and I kind of needed something a little bit more I guess you could say fun or just a little bit more relaxing not necessarily um concretely spiritually forming which those are awesome but just the other other day I just felt like I needed something a little bit more of like a I guess an adventure story (laughs) delving into her life a little bit more and just going through that journey again and gathering new um, flowers from the bouquet that she offers just because of the spiritual maturity that we gain over time, then you can go back and reread and re-experience things from a different place and appreciate it from a different place. So I really love how she delves into how the Lord awakens within her soul a desire for virtue and, and how, especially in her childhood, it was helpful um, for her to have other people in her lives that were virtuous and so for me I guess it's really just helping me realize um a desire for virtue I guess you could say like a temptation to do the good um and then also just realizing how important it is to um fill my life with people who have a virtuous example but to also um try to demonstrate virtue to other individuals because you don't know if you can be an example for another person because somebody's always going to be watching you you're always going to be example to someone so um, just, I guess, really paying attention to conduct and the conduct of the other individuals in your life is really awesome and a lesson that she delves into in her book, which I really appreciate. Um, I will have a link to, I believe you can find this online. Um, there's an internet archive with all kinds of books like this, but it's a very easy uh, book to acquire because it's a really popular read, but I will leave a link to it in the show notes. Um, moving on to something that I've been praying with. Um, it's actually been a prayer of abandonment, 
And it's, guys, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. It, it's good. It puts so much into perspective. It just basically talks about everything that you have, everything that you, I guess, do with your daily day, your daily day, your daily life. Um, just everything that you're involved with, everything that um, you've been placed in a position to either, um, I guess, serve or, or to uh, fulfill or to just appreciate and accept, um, just talks, that, that prayer really talks about just releasing all of that, and being able to realize that nothing is ours, we are entrusted with certain things, but nothing is ours, ever, and so I've really been loving that prayer, I will leave it for you guys in the show notes, it's really simple, you can pray it, if you have it by memory, you can just pray it at any time throughout the day, where you feel like you're maybe grasping, or a little bit too attached to things, in, in such a way that it detracts from a greater purpose that God has put you here to serve. Um, so moving on to something that I have been loving lately. I don't know what happened <laughs> this past last week. It was pouring rain out and it was freezing weather. And I'm not one to really talk about the weather just because I find that to be a little bit of a, um, how do I put this nicely? A little bit of a uh, short-sighted conversation. I find it to be very dull and boring and monotonous, and so I'm not a huge fan of talking about the weather. I like to appreciate the moments, but I was just talking to my dad this morning. It's so funny to me that, like, in the summer, everyone's like, I just can't wait for winter. And then when it's in the winter, people are like, I just can't wait for summer. We're just people, like, of anticipation and waiting, and we're never, like, happy with right now, are we? So I, for one, am very, um, I guess, aware of the current weather that we have and just am always very grateful for what we have. So last week, it was a nice change of pace to have some rain and coldness. And But then after a little while, it got a little um, annoying, especially when you're pushing a wheelbarrow in the mud and you don't have any traction, so you slip and you know hit your face in the wheelbarrow. Things like that, not exactly the funniest thing, but all the experiences are you know, adventurous, and, and if everything was the same thing every day, life would get a little boring. Anyways, that was a bit of a rant on why I don't really talk about the weather. This week, the weather has literally been anywhere between 50 and 70 degrees. I don't know what is going on. This is not normal for North Carolina. I mean, I'm maybe a little biased, but I think North Carolina weather is just, like, the perfect weather, because you have, like, all the seasons to their fullest. Like, you don't have, like, you know, like eight months of winter and then like four months of summer. That's just not how it is here. Like we have all four seasons in their fullness and it's just gorgeous. But for some reason in the middle of February, we have this past few days just had gorgeous weather. Right now I'm sitting here recording and my window's open. And if you guys listen closely, you guys hear the birds? There's so many birds out there. I went out yesterday to the pasture and there was like, not even kidding you, like probably like 70 robins like all over the pasture just like you know chowing down on worms and such and it was just gorgeous so it's gorgeous weather out I'm loving it I'm soaking up the sunshine (laughs) and so thank you Jesus for this lovely weather um it's just something I've been enjoying especially you know with hiking and running and all those kind of activities just so guys just take a moment to just appreciate the weather whatever it may be you're alive to appreciate the weather and that's enough to be grateful for Lastly, something that I have been eating that I'd like to share with you guys um, has been some Kodiak banana muffins. For those of you that know, I live a very, I always say for those of you that know, but I guess it's supposed to be for those of you that don't know. I never realized I said that little phrase incorrectly. 
It's for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I live a very active lifestyle. And so things like Kodiak um, banana muffins that have a lot of protein and you can throw all kinds of things in there like chia seeds and flax seeds and hemp are all super, super helpful and give me a nice little dose of energy. So I will leave those in the um, show note for you and they're a nice little hearty treat that you can enjoy at any time. So yeah, those are my four little things I'd like to share with you guys. But now let's dive into the episode. So diving into today's episode... Today's episode is a bit more for my lady audience out there, so if you're a member of the lady audience, hello, I'm so glad you're with me. It's lovely to be joining you. Um, Not that this episode can't be applied to a male audience, it's just simply a little bit more, um, I guess, directed towards authentic female friendships, which is what we're going to be talking about. This could be very generic, I could just talk about authentic friendships, but because I don't have a lot of experience in male friendships, I'm going to share my perspective on female friendships. Now, if you are a guy, you probably can get something from this conversation, so just enjoy the ride, yeah, and take what you want, and I guess just more of just like take the meat, leave the bones. So, diving into today's episode, I want to talk about how to cultivate authentic female friendships, Um, especially talking about being the beloved. Um, We know that, I guess being um, a child of Christ teaches us that we cannot give from a place of emptiness. And there's that like famous saying that like hurt people hurt people. And I think that points to the first need to receive our deepest identity as a beloved child of the Father. Essentially, the more that we abide in our friendship with Christ, the more we're able to see that friendship overflow from his love. So in turn, the more we see ourselves as Christ's beloved, as his child, as his daughter, the more we're able to embrace people like Christ does without any form of destructive expectations, which we often have. How fitting is that in the grand story of salvation then? That that wounds aren't erased, but rather they become tools that God uses to tell his story by bringing hope, which is what God does. And I think in our own journey, as Christ continues to heal our hearts and draw, draw us closer to himself and in us learning how to ask, like, how can I love like him? How can I be that true loving friend? It's going to overflow into our everyday friendships. I want to talk first about sustaining digital friendships because I think this is a really prevalent topic in today's society, especially because we're a very uh, digitally social environment and there's a lot of relationships that go through that. Um, There's this famous quote by uh, Jim Rome, who's a life coach, and he says, show me five people that you hang out with the most, and I'll tell you where you'll end up, like in five years or something like that. Something along that lines. I was paraphrasing there. Um, And I think that points to the fact that we don't just choose our friends, but in some way or another, we also like adopt their lifestyle and their worldview and their perspective, and, and we become who we choose. And so I think it's important to be aware of the challenge to sustain friendships in our digital age with so much focus on connection without communion. A lot of young people, particularly um, in my experience with walking with people, young women tend to confuse strangers with friends because there's this continuous desire to fit in. I'm not saying males don't have that. I'm not saying boys don't have that desire to fit in. I'm simply saying that um, I think women face that challenge a little bit more personally just because we are I would say a little bit more self-conscious or a little bit um, more desirous to fit in where boys can be a little bit indifferent. And I'm not stereotyping anyone here. I'm just sharing my perspective. Um, Basically, um, 
we tend to confuse strangers with friends, so people who have access to our feed, our social media, things like that, but don't even have access to the deepest parts of our story. We still consider them friends. Now, in Hebrew, friends actually means, it doesn't mean, but it's closely related to the word secrets, because a friend is someone that we can trust, not just with information, but in some way or another, our life. Um, think about how easy it is today to violate trust. It takes a second to text or to say something on social media confidential, but a lifetime to repair the damage of a uh, loss of trust. How do we sustain lifelong friendships, lifelong relationships as pilgrims, particularly on a social digital highway? Pope Francis wrote something along the lines that life is stronger than death when built on true relationships and bonds of fidelity. And I think that's inclusive of the fact that it's no secret that we have been wounded by friendships. But within this same experience, there coincides a reason um, that sisterhood needs authenticity of our witnesses to create a culture of encounter where truth and trust can foster faith. In turn, friendship and commitments are the basis um, of something great, of something very needed in today's society. So it it's this matter of love beyond borders while still having boundaries. Let's dive into that. So what I mean is that friendship in its purest form is, a, is, is love. Now, love has a very distorted meaning in today's society. So, so what do we mean by love? Uh, I can love... Um, I can love weather, or I can love a particular food, or I can love my siblings. Uh, I can know, I can say that God loves me. Um, but are all of those loves are the same kind. A friendship requires moving beyond the self toward others is perhaps the most overlooked opportunity, actually, in our very busy society. We need encounters of love. Now, that in is inclusive of discovering beyond what we can see, being open to dialogue and learning to be a better listener. And I think Mary's a perfect example of this because her life demonstrates how God's love not only permeated her innermost being, but in turn, it propelled her forward for the good of others. Now, following the Annunciation, Mary didn't run first to the leaders of her parents, or her leaders or her parents, or, or even Joseph, the man she was promised to marry. Despite the cost, Despite what people are saying, despite the anxiety or the uncertainties of the circumstance, she went where? She went in haste to Elizabeth. In the Gospel of Luke bring, it, it relays this account of going to Elizabeth to bring affirmation, to testify, to proclaim in song, and rejoice with her. This is the beauty. This is the reality of a soul filled with love. This is friendship. This is sisterhood. Going beyond oneself building bridges, cultivating faithful, um, joyful relationships, and in, in turn, emerging stronger. I, I think that Mary's friendship really is a timely reminder for what our modern friendship should look like. She invites us to challenge the cultural status quo that basically tells us, you know, to ask the question of what can I get out of this? How can I be a friend to you? I, in my own experience, have asked God to bring uh, holy individuals into my life, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done that. And after much heartbreak or difficult situations, I want to say heartbreak, that's a bit of a strong word, but I'm sure others have experienced that. But after, I guess, a, a difficult relationship that's ended, uh, I've 
I found um, gratitude for an inner circle today of a people who can not only call me higher, but continue to lead me to Christ's sacred heart. And this is what we need in our life. We don't need people who are just going to satisfy what we're saying or be agreeable with us. We need people who are going to challenge us in a good way and call us higher and lead us to Christ. And, and that willingness to call out the truth is such a tremendous gift. It's a gift for you. It's a gift for the one calling it out. It's a gift for the people that are going to be affected by you when you start living a life of truth. It is life-giving, transformative, and it's it does I, I, like transcendental things to the soul. And we can often be tempted for quick wins, but deep friendships take time. And they are born through shared adversity. They're deepened through forgiveness and a consistent vulnerability. And we need connections that produce, resemble, uh, symbolize, in their very essence, our love. Turning to Christ, who is our consistent friend, um, sister in Christ, dear listener, if you are a particular individual who's struggling in your friendships, and I don't just mean like a difficult season or maybe a misunderstanding, I mean like struggling, like comprising, under pressure, you know, maybe grieving the loss of a friend. I want to give you the perspective that, that God sees you. I know that's an overly stated statement, but God does see you. He truly does. And he sees you with your with your um, desire, with your ache for authentic sisterhood. And he wants you to know that you're not alone. The manger and the cross are supreme reminders of God's involvement, his intimacy, his grace that he gives us on our journey. Jesus had three close friends that we see throughout the Gospels who professed to love him all the way. But at the most vital moment of his life, they abandoned him. (laughs) Yet in John 15, he calls them friends. He still gave them access to his heart. He still offered them trust. So just, if you're in a season that's really difficult, where your friends have abandoned you like Christ has, just take heart in knowing that in our moments of loneliness, when we feel abandoned, we find ourselves face to face with a man hanging on a cross, all alone, who sees us, in whose death our friendships are redefined and redeemed. And even in the deepest moments of where we feel abandoned, we can still meet the one who is called God with us, Emmanuel. So, I want to leave you with a bit of a challenge. Ask God for good friends. Good friends are a work of the Holy Spirit, conforming us to the one who is love, and the Holy Spirit is the one who sets ablaze our hearts to love like he does. And his power, his fire, his zeal runs deep. It can purge our selfishness. It can teach us how to forgive. It can um, despoil our fears. It can break down walls, things that are preventing us from being the friend that we've always wanted. So pray for good friends. And also consider how you can be a good friend today. Because just like other people need a friend, 
or just like you need a friend. Everyone, I mean, just like you need a friend, other people are going to need a friend too. And so it's not just about praying that other people will, you know, get their act together and be the person you need them to be. But it's also about you learning how to grow in the ways that Christ desires you to so that you can be the friend that other people need. This was an episode of the Promethean Perspective, a place where you can find a vibrant, different perspective on the many realms of life and the adventures therein. If you guys liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review, and subscribe if you can. That way you can know when other awesome episodes come out. I look forward to your feedback, and until then, know of my prayers. God bless.